Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. About time you... Fantastic job! It's uh, we're having problems now with the electrical. Cause this, you know, when this house was designed, it was designed by some dyslexic uh, electrician, probably. So it's, uh, you know, I almost didn't have uh, the accoutrements to, to start this show because I had to switch plugs because one side of the house is working, the other side. But the, the, you know, listen, there are gremlins all around this house, including myself. So, uh, yes, now the phone is ringing. I mean, everything is going crazy right now. People don't realize. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Paul. Yes, it's 
it's absolutely uh, it's not really chaotic today. But uh, that was the big news. I heard you were trying to get that to trend on Twitter. Yes, we're trying to get Eddie's new crapper trending on Twitter. It didn't work. It didn't work. Just, uh, because you said that the hockey fans and have kind of uh, you know they've kind of gone their ways. I get. Uh, but listen, we we talk hockey all year round here. We're not one of these shows that comes on, you know, season's over, we disappear. And tonight we're doing our third prospect show. Tonight's guest is the uh, awesome Leslie Treff, who we had on the show before. When is she uh, due to be here? Uh, right about six minutes or so. I told oh, her about okay. ten after eight, so she oh, okay. calling in. Okay. Uh, so some uh, big stories today in the uh, in, in the Ranger world. Bigger um, than your cr- bigger than your new crapper. Yes, but much bigger than my new crapper. That's really who wants to hear about this. You're really fascinated by my life. I, I, I have <laughs> nothing going on in my life. I'm just I, I'm I'm excited for this. I just I just think it's a fun topic. <laughs> Well, we had Stan I, laughing more than he's ever laughed. I mean, how many times well, have we actually heard Stan laugh? We had him practically giggling last night, talking about your uh, crapper. I think Stan would make a good co-host for this show. No, that's the hand one of us in his bathroom. Oh no, we're, we're doing like similar. <laughs> well, you would have a good laugh at my expense had you seen what I was doing this afternoon, and which was bowling. Really. Why would I laugh the, at that? I don't know. I'm not really a good bowler. No. Uh, I, I never took to it. It's it, it kind of boring to me. Uh, and everybody who knew whoever bowled was like a, like some kind of, like bowled well, had some like social problems. I don't know, like the guy, the guy who always had like a two thirty, a two forty average, whatever he had. That's right. very high. The guy, yeah. that, he was always like a total idiot, and like bowling was his life. Like he bowled right. like every day. He had the shirt, oh, he had the, the wrist yeah, guard. He had the, shirt, he had the wrist guard, and he was all into it. He had his own rosin bag he'd bring. I mean, it's it right. too much. For me. So, so, uh, so after bowling two eighty sixes. I told you I was bad. I didn't even have the uh, the the uh, the bumpers up. Anyway, enough of my bowling. Twinkle toes, print don't over here. <laughs> the bumpers. That's great. Yeah. So the Rangers have signed. There's two things I want to say to all you Ranger fans out there on the internet boards, on the interweb forums, whatever. Two okay. things. I'm, I am throwing two edicts down, Jim. Here it comes. Number one edict, stop making lines, okay? I don't want to hear what your line combinations are. It's ridiculous. It's July 10th, okay? <laughs> we don't even know what the team is going to look like. So stop with the line combinations, which I think we've addressed before. We and have. And two, stop flipping out on contracts. Because it's two hundred thousand dollars over what you thought they were going to get. It's like, uh, I think they overpaid on Zuccarello. I was kind of looking for like you know two million. I just signed Zuccarello on my NHL thirteen game for eight hundred grand. They got a bad deal. 
I got a bad deal. It's 250000 more than I would have paid. Get a grip on your luck. That's basically what I'm saying. Get a grip. I've, I've got this team $8 million under cap in my franchise mode. You, you gotta, you got to stop. You're, whining, you're worrying about the minutia of all this. So Hagelin signs today, two years, two years, four point five million, two point two five per. I like that deal. You like that deal? Yeah, I'm okay with it. Sure. Why not? Yeah. It's not my uh, money. Yeah. I care. It's not gonna not break in the bank. I'm not gonna have to oh. buy him out. And give it's it a bridge break. deal. Oh, that's a new one. Jump off the bridge deals. <laughs> uh, that's what that's what Drury and Gomez got. Yes, jump off the bridge uh, deal. Justin Falk, Peter Falk's uh, son, <laughs> right? Signed one year, nine hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. Oh, oh, Joe, I oh, had him at eighty. They overpaid. <laughs> I got him on a two-way contract. I bought four hundred grand. I got oh, him. I put him at the Wolf Pack. And then I traded him for Crosby and Malkin. Who traded him for John Mitchell? Uh, oh, Joe. Lenny. So, Do you know uh, what uh, what area code our guest is calling in from? Oh, I don't know. What What do you got up there? I got a well. The only there's, there's one number. There's one number. There. You think that's her? Yes, but hold on one second. Let me finish the news, Robin. Go ahead. Uh, and Matt Zuccarello has filed for arbitration. Uh, so I think he'll be back with the Rangers. Um, and so I think that's kind of good news too. So, uh, without further ado. Let's see if Leslie Treff is with us. Uh, why don't you go, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and introduce her, and I'll there? bring her online. Oh, yes. Leslie. There? Yes. yes we Hi. Are. How you doing? Hi, Leslie. Doing very well. Hey. That's Jim, yeah. and as you know, I'm Eddie. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Jim. Welcome back. Been a while. Thank you. Great to be here. Yes, it has been a while. Lots of changes, huh? Yeah. yeah I, I think the so, West. So, so you want to talk about line combinations and? Uh... Yes. No, no, I yes. don't want to hear anything about that. Let's <laughs> yes. I do. I want to hear your complete breakdown of all four lines, because oh. the Rangers now have a coach that is going to use four lines. Well, I, actually, I do think he's going to use all four lines. So, but that's as far as I can go because there's so much up in the air with this team that it's really hard to predict what the lines are going to be. It's really hard to predict who's going to be on the team. So yeah, we're, we're going to have to I, wait and see how how Traverse City goes and how the camp goes. And, you know, we, we've got several guys that could be on the team. Uh, we'll start with Cristo. It, it could be Fast. It could be Lindbergh. Who knows? We, we just don't know. So, uh, to you know, it's fun to put – together proposed line combinations and but we really don't know what AV's ideas are, are about Richards or we we don't know hardly anything. So this year is the, the first year in a long time where I think it's uh a real toss up. So no way am I gonna try. I just heard you uh 
oh, talking uh, about it before, and I thought I would just uh, pull your leg a little bit. Yes. <laughs> you pulled my leg uh, successfully, and you're right. I, it drives me crazy on the Internet. I, I mean, I love the Internet for all the information, but sometimes we can't really get ahead of ourselves. Like you said, this year of all the years, there's nothing certain here. I mean, uh, we don't know who's going to like, who's going to dislike, and so uh, – well, you mentioned a couple guys in the, uh, with uh, Christo and uh, Lindbergh and, and Fast, and, uh, mm-hmm. so I guess we'll I guess we'll start with them uh, as much as you know. I mean, maybe tell us a little bit of Oscar Lindbergh. We've heard he's good defensively. Uh, maybe you could add some more into that. Yeah, I, as I'm, I'm sure you know, we we got him from Phoenix uh, in the trade for Ethan Warrick. Um, and I, you know, I think there's no question we got the better end of the deal here. Um, and, and that's no offense to someone that you had a couple of nights ago who thought at one time that Ethan Warrick was the, the top prospect of the Rangers. Uh, the Rangers never felt that way. He was a project from the beginning. Um, however, Lindbergh really was projected to be pretty much a two-way center, very good in his own zone with some upside, uh, but what's happened is that the guy's turned into uh, a, a real offensive threat, and we, we just don't know. Obviously, he, he played tremendously this past season, and we don't know what he's going to do this season, and he's certainly going to get a look in camp, uh, and he could be on the team. Now, he's, I would say he's Top is sort of so he's a tweener between a second and third line player, but he he certainly could play on the PK. He can take faceoffs. He he has good hands, uh, decent speed, and good hockey IQ. So if he can continue to produce offensively uh, on this side of the pond, it it would be a, such a steal. It would be amazing. So it we'll see what happens. Good. It could make up for the Enverlease and Laurie Korpakoski deal that we pulled <laughs> off. Uh, yeah, that was not, not exactly a good deal for us, you know. So maybe this Phoenix deal could uh, could go a lot better. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear about that. That, that Oscar is, uh, you know, uh, you hear uh, you know you hear certain things, and he's been getting a lot of buzz around the Ranger uh, the range of forms, and it's good to hear that uh, it's got some corroboration. Well, you you know, we have to be careful. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. people I mean, people have him as like, you know, a definite top six, maybe a top line player. Whoa. I, I, I really don't think that that's really what he's going to turn out to be. But a second to third line player would be fantastic. Would be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, so, I think we, you know, as fans, when I when I don't do this objectively, we think everybody is going to make the team because you know when you deal with prospects, they're unproven. So they basically you can fantasize where they're going to be, and he's going to be speedy. But as you know, as you well know, the NHL game is played at such a high level. I mean, it, it's you know first line guys in the OHL. They're lucky if you know they may be fourth liners in the NHL if, if they're even lucky enough to do that. That's so, uh, true. And we we certainly had a bunch of them on the Rangers, so you know, in the Rangers prospect group. So we'll see what happens. Um, we'll see how we adjust to the smaller ice surface. We'll, we'll see. I mean, and the same goes. Fast has has much more 
of an offensive game and the expectation was higher for that. But we, we also have to see where he's going to – how he's, he's going to so, adjust. He's so thin, though. I mean, what is he, 169? One, what was he, Jim? He's like – Yeah, 100. I mean, but, but, but the guys can bulk up. I mean, this is not a problem that he's – 82 pounds. I just looked it up. He's 82 pounds. All right, but that, wow. that's probably inflated a bit. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, they always say, I love this when you go to the combine and they say he's like five, ten and a half, and you look at the guy and he's like five, eight if he's a day. You know, it, it, they, this happens all the time. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, I'm sure he's small, and, and what I've seen of him, he, he, he's, he's small, but that doesn't mean, I mean, you know, he, he needs to put on weight. But that doesn't mean that, you know, he can't be 190, 195 in a year or two. We just have right. to wait and see. And, and the, the whole idea there, of course, is not to uh, sacrifice speed for the weight. So, that, But the Rangers have a very good fitness program, and they work on that very well. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be that concerned about that at this point. Okay. okay. Do we ever get any reason why he changed his last name? I have I gonna... no clue, and my boss actually won't change it on the site. So when you go to Hockey Future, you'll still see him called Jesper Fast. So hmm. I don't know why, but uh, ah, I, I tell that. you what: when when we get to camp, I'll ask him. Ask him. We'll see what he says. Okay? Maybe it's just more. Yeah, that that would be great because I need to know details, <laughs> the minutia of everything. Just just tell him Eddie and Jim want to know. Eddie and Jim uh, from this ridiculous broadcast. I want to know. Okay. I'll tell so, them that the inquiring minds want to know. Acquire, now, Leslie, since we've started this show, and I've already prompted Jim to ask about this gentleman, we have had this guy as a prospect, I think, since I've known you. Uh, right. uh, Who? Uh, Jim? Chris Kreider. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's not been around that long, actually. Um, I've known you longer, so oh, okay. you know, we're getting well, old. But, uh, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> Chris Cryer, uh, I I think I he certainly in, in I would have to say in quotes he took a step backward this past season, but I really think that had to do with the coaching philosophy, and I wouldn't judge Cryer's. Uh, development uh, projectile uh, based upon last season. We really have to wait and see what he does this coming season and even maybe one more beyond that. We'll see. You know, he he certainly showed something the year before in the playoffs. And when I saw him in a preseason game in uh, in Hartford, he was flying and his release was so much better than anyone that, that either on his team or on the uh, the opposition. I was stunned. It was such a high quality, I couldn't believe it. Um, then he got here and uh, fell apart, basically. Um, and we're going to have to wait and see. And this is yeah, part of the up-in-the-air thing. Uh, but right. I wouldn't give up on him yet. Certainly I don't think anybody not. has. Oh, no, no, I think. No. 
I mean, when you're playing with Brian Boyle and uh, not even Brian Boyle, I'm, I'm, I'm Daryl Powell and Aaron Asham. I mean, I don't know how much you can really. And if you're also playing with the fact that you know you make one mistake and your playing time is going down to zero, uh, I don't think it's it's a prime environment for prospects uh, uh, under the which we don't we don't talk about the other guy here on the show. We never mention his name anymore. But, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, we don't we like to. The name has become. Okay, well, well, but here, here's, here's also part of the problem. Part of the problem is that the system that was in in place in Hartford was similar to the system that was in place in New York, and so in in essence, Kreider basically lost a year. Yeah, because I, I because of the lockout. I watched a lot of Hartford. I went up through Hartford. I watched several games, and you're exactly right. And I guess that's how they want to do it or wanted to do it. But I didn't see Kreider on the power play. He was on the third line. I mean, uh, I really expected him to be fully implemented, uh, to be the guy, uh, and he really wasn't. And actually, when I was there, he got his first goal of the season. He, he had trouble scoring. He got to some penalty minute trade. He was getting a lot of – got suspended for a couple of games. It seemed like he was way off track. And, well, you uh, know, that suspension, uh, I question whether that was appropriate. So, I mean, you know, let's not I, – I, I think he, he had some hard luck. I also mm-hmm. think he was a victim of the system. So we have to wait and see what happens. When are they going to fire Ken Janander? Well, I mean, we're serious. I never – Hey, what is he, the coach for life? I mean, I don't get it. I mean, the guy, I know, I think he got inducted to the AHL Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't get it. I, I still don't get it. But anyway, that's here nor there. Jim I, I would not expect a coaching change in Hartford, okay? Don't expect it. Now, is... is I, uh, I would be shocked, okay? that That's all I can say about it. What, is he part Jim, of the league? Is he part of the league well, in the he, building? Is that what? <laughs> no, no. He he just is very well thought of by management. Oh God. And and, and that's you know, that's that's the word. Oh, okay. Boy. Is he gonna? Is he gonna Let's adapt? Let's move the on. Legs? Is he gonna adapt? Yeah, Brady doesn't want to talk about. What'd you say? What'd you say? It, is he going to adapt the playing style of the the reborn uh, Wolf Pack to fit uh, AV's style in New York? Uh, I would assume that he'll be under instructions to do that. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if that'll happen. I will wait and see. Okay, so you're yeah, saying there's a good possibility that the entire organization will be eradicated of Jurassic hockey. It's possible. Okay. <laughs> we live in hope. We live in hope. Chris, Chris Newberry, their first line center there, at the, the he's gone now. So uh, maybe yes, there's going to be maybe we're going to play it fast and loose. Okay, <laughs> we'll see. He'll be missed. What okay. What do you think of JT Miller last year? Let me give you my little thing about JT Miller. Go ahead. I think he's got a lot of gumption. He's got a lot of uh, confidence. Sometimes overconfident. Will make the bad pass. Uh, will uh, but he is will also take the chance. But I still think. He was pretty green as a ranger. What do you got? What do you think? I think he's not. He was 19 years old. 
right? Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, for him to basically come in to the Rangers at 19, I think he did very well for his style of hockey. Um, a lot was asked of him. And I think he did well for his age and his experience level and the type of game he played. Um, I don't think he was ready. I didn't think he was ready. But he got a shot, and he looked, he looked uh, you know, raw. But I think he has a future in this organization. I think there were some rumors at some point that he would be traded. I, I don't think that, that they're looking to trade him. Uh, I think he's got a future. And I think his future is probably, you know, second to, to third-line guy. Yeah, I, I, think. I, I don't think he's a, he's he's going to be an offensive powerhouse. I don't I don't think that. I don't think they thought that when they drafted him. He had a better upside than some of the other guys who were uh, available at that spot, but uh basically he's he's a you know, a a banger, a passer. He's got some upside, uh, but he's he's not going to be uh what they're hoping Kreider will be. Do you think he might be more in the vein of uh, Ryan Callahan? He could be. Okay. He, he's certainly more in that vein than in the vein of, let's say, um, uh, Jasper Fast. Fast, fast, fast. <laughs> Whatever you want. I'm sorry, I'm not making did, uh, fun of his name. I just, you know, it's like hard for me to pronounce. It? So I'm glad he's Can going to fast. Kenny Albert gave us the correct correct pronunciation, but I don't. What Jesper Jesper Fast wasn't that it? Fast. Yeah. It's, it's Fast. Yeah, yes, Fast. Fast. Yeah, but no. I like, I like how Jim's dropping names. That Kenny Albert was on this show. I, I like. I don't know. Well, what do you want? Me to say? That's that's uh, you know. We got we're really moving up if Kenny's on the show. No, All right, we had this show. guy. Uh, we had this guy on the show, and he told us to. You, okay. I have to, I have to give us a little Every bit of credit. Look, Jimmy gets crazy. Yeah, we get all the big time guests here. Everybody <laughs> likes to stop by. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so we've, uh, you know, we've gone through. Now, I think the biggest guy that we hear about, besides, uh, you know, we've seen, we've seen Chris Kreider a lot, but the guy who has not donned the Ranger uniform yet. Is his uh, kneecap destroyed? Is it good? Is it bad? Where's Dylan McElrath and his progress, Leslie? Okay. Uh, Oh, boy. All the big stars. No, let me me first say that from the very beginning, Dylan McElrath was a project. His potential was to be a big, strong clear-the-crease kind of guy who could skate, who could fight. And, uh, you know, I I, I think they were looking for uh, the second coming of Charo. And And we got Charo? (laughs) No, we did not get Charo. Okay, so, so basically his knee was destroyed. He was moving along and his knee was destroyed. And it is my understanding that he's going to be fine. I don't think he's 100% yet, but he supposedly is going to have a total recovery. 
I think a player like Dylan McElrath can take maybe five to six years from draft date to really mature into what he's going to be. And I think we, uh, this is another situation, I guess this is my mantra for today, is that we're going to have to wait and see. This season, I think, will be critical for him. I believe that he probably will spend at least part of the time in a Rangers uniform, uh, maybe during exhibition games. I, I'm not sure he'll start the season with the team. In fact, I'm fairly certain he won't. He may be a call-up at some point. Um, they're, they're really grooming him to take on leadership roles on and off the ice. Uh, I think Hartford is probably the best place to do that. Uh, there, there were times last year when I saw him in Hartford, he was completely invisible and didn't know he was there. And there were other times when I saw that, you know, he would make one or two good hits and then become invisible again. So I, I just, I think he needs time. I think he's another one that, you know, it's certainly don't want to give up on him. And we'll wait and see. I mean, I, from what I've seen, I mean, he, he certainly is in uh, big with in you know defending his teammates. He'll drop the gloves and uh, you know pummel anybody who takes liberties. But I'm kind of concerned. Uh, I mean, how how did he look defensively as far as his gap control and other things? Uh, uh, did he, did yeah, I don't know if this helps to tell you he's better than he was. Okay. His positioning is much better. Whether he's anywhere near ready to be on the on an NHL team to uh, right defensively, that's another question. And I think we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, personally, I don't think he is, but people can make you know huge strides over the summer. So we'll see what happens. Now you mentioned uh, when we first started talking, uh, Danny Cristo, yes, who the Rangers got from Montreal. Uh, the rights to for Christian Thomas. Now, I had watched Gordy Clark uh, interview with uh, the, the Blue Shirt United or whatever they got over there, and uh, Gordy was saying he was just going on about Christian Thomas, how he's going to be, uh, he could make the team, he could be what the power play needs, and they wind up him uh, trading for Danny Cristo, which I think a lot of Ranger fans, and just by the fact that a lot of Hab fans were very upset about this trade, the Rangers may have gotten a better deal. What do you think? Well, I, I don't know. Um, if, if you follow me on Twitter, I was jumping up and down. Oh. I just I thought that this was a great deal for the Rangers. Uh, Christo has incredible talent. Uh, he had some uh, off-ice issues. Um, years ago, I, I, I think he, he's pretty much cleared that up. I don't think the Rangers would have uh, traded for him if he still continued to have some uh, excessive partying issues that they know that they know about. But he is a very talented forward. Uh, he he can be defense. He's defensively responsible. Uh, I, I just think as far as Thomas goes, I personally don't agree with – I didn't hear Gordy Clark say that. I personally don't agree with that uh, prediction that, that he would be ready for NHL play this year. 
uh, in games that I saw Thomas play, I have never seen him really step up and take over a game at at at, at the levels when when it was very important. I just haven't seen him do it. Christo can do that, and I've seen him do that. And so, to me, this is a, a great trade. Now, is it possible that Thomas may go on to have just a fantastic career and be a sniper and, and you know, just, just turn out to be a disaster? Sure, it can happen, but it but Christo is more of a sure thing than Thomas was. Thomas really was a, you know, a sort of... Uh, he didn't look when when I saw him. High reward. Huh? When I saw him live, I know it takes a while. You know, you're an OHL god. You know, you score a lot of points. But your first year pro, he, he played a little. I think the year before at the tail end of the season for Hartford, he didn't seem all that involved. I really right. thought he'd be more involved. Right, right. and you that's know. also what I saw in Traverse City. You know, sometimes when you see it on TV, you really can't see what's going on. And when I saw him in Traverse City, I was so disappointed because he just wasn't heavily involved in the game. And it was very uh, unsettling to me to watch it. So I I saw exactly the same thing you did. You'll never see that from Christo. He is totally involved in the game. Now, uh, there are people who have said he comes and he goes, but I've never seen that. I see complete com- effort from him. And he comes out of a good program. I mean, you know, so I mean. Yes, he uh, does. So yes, he will does. he be playing for the Wolfpack this year? Well, I think he's going to get a look in camp. Uh, I don't oh, so think, think he'll make the Rangers, but I think he will get a look. Okay, that's good news. Yeah, so I think he's another one on the list of a possibility to play. Another guy in Hartford that I saw last year, one of the, you know, again because of the lockout, I watched a lot of whale games, and I, he was injury. He had, a, I think, a couple of concussions. Was Marek Rivik? Marek Rivik. Yeah, he, he were, had a, a number of injuries, and uh, if he could, if he could stay healthy, he'd be he'd be a real player. But yeah, the question I, I really is, can he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? So, yeah. you know, this is this is a big issue. So, and when I've talked to Gordy Clark about him, this has come up quite a few times. So, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that I thought under the previous regime would never have a chance of playing on the team since basically mm-hmm. you had to back check like Bob Gainey in order to get on the team. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but now uh, with the Rangers maybe opening up a bit, I thought perhaps he might, he might he might see some time. And you, like you said, uh, it really has to do with uh, as far as, as uh, health goes. You got to stay uh, healthy. So right, uh, I, I think okay. he'll get a look too. I mean, I don't I don't think he's going to be overlooked. I think he will get a look in camp. Well, it should be an interesting camp. How many it of the should. guys? Have, I'm I'm trying to think. The Traverse City team. Now that is uh, now is that the same thing as the the, uh, the like NCAA players have to pay their own way? Is that how that goes? Yeah. Or is that just the prospect camp? The prospect camp as well, I guess. As, uh, so did you? Yeah. Did you get uh, 
Okay, go ahead. Sorry. The, the problem with Traverse City is usually school has begun. And if school has begun, then the players can't play even if they pay their own way. So you generally don't see college players in Traverse City. Traverse uh, City this year, I think, is the 5th and 6th, the 8th and 9th of September. So I will be there. And, I'm sorry? Last year's was canceled because of the lockout. Well, it was canceled because of the lockout. I mean, right. we actually knew it was canceled significantly before it was formally canceled, but none you of us didn't call me and let me know because I set my TV schedule up for it. I was ready to watch <laughs> all of it. I mean, I love it. I can't get enough. Oh, uh, it's great, and it, it's a wonderful addition to have MSG there. Really, oh, uh, I was eating it up. Really oh, yeah. I took it up for hockey. I'm like you. I'm like the rest of us. I want hockey 365 days a year. I have. I, I can't. I don't have the patience for other sports. I don't have the inclination for other sports. Hockey. Well, you can watch golf if you want to take a nap. Oh come on. <laughs> I actually play. I actually play golf. So you know, I I really enjoy golf. So, but mostly as an activity sport, not as a watching sport. Yeah. So, but. Well, Jim has okay. some questions. The big Jim. I wanted to ask about a couple of guys from the Wolf Pack. I'm curious because I haven't heard his name since – I don't think I've heard his name since the day the Rangers got him in the uh, in the Daryl Powell trade. Nick Palmieri. Yeah. Well, they actually let him go. Oh, they, they I did. I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know that. When? I I don't think they gave him an offer. I think they were. Oh, wow. I believe so. Oh. Yes, just uh, there were two two players that they didn't. And I, uh, think I think it was one of them. Uh, Shane McColgan. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Those were people they didn't. The, there were two guys they did not sign. Cesnarek uh, and Sereznik. I'm sorry. And okay. Yeah. McColgan. Those were guys they didn't sign. But this, uh, the Rangers, I think released them from their reserve list. Uh, Palmieri, and there was one other. Oh, I think it was Miami. Yeah, Yuri Miami. Oh, So okay. I think the two oh. of them. Now, Palmieri I could be wrong, wrong, but I don't think so. No, no, the chat room who was like, these guys are on it like like you are, have corroborated both okay. Miami. And, uh, now, Palmieri was supposed to be a project, but I guess they didn't want to go down that road. Got enough well, projects. I think, I, I, yeah, I think there's no room, actually. <laughs> they got more, pro- got more projects no, well, on the, the team thing is, the is Tennessee that Valley Authority. There's only about 50 contracts, so, you know, uh, they could sign him to an AHL deal if he wants to be signed. Uh, they're just not going to – they're not just going to keep him uh, under the, the 50 contracts. The 50 on the reserves list. Hmm. Jim, you have any more Hartford questions? Yeah, any other guys that I can ask about that don't exist anymore? I mean, you know, he may come back. You never know. Yeah, you want to ask anything about the college guys? What well, about, yeah, uh, I mean, what, what can you tell us about Connor Allen? Uh, that he had a lot late. of offers and, uh, you know, he he – He's sort of more offensive than 
and two-way. Um, we'll see. Uh, he had some offers, and he's, uh, we have to wait and see what he turns into. But I think he's going to be a great addition to, to Hartford. Okay. It looks that's, like that's Hartford. The, you know, what, 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 I don't know what more to say than, you know, free agent. He has some offensive upside. He, he's solid. And he had a lot of offers and, and chose the Rangers. That's always a good thing. I think Hartford's kind of retooling their defense. Uh, you know, they Justin Falk, that's line. And, uh, you know. Uh, well, and, uh, well he, wait a second. Uh, Falk is not, is not going to be in Hartford. He's, he's going to be uh, the seventh. He's, oh, he's going to yeah. be the seventh? I mean, he, he's going to be the seventh. Um, I think Zivret, Danny Zivret, uh will be sent to Hartford. Hmm. You know, the guy, the guy they got for Newberry. Oh, okay. Well, you wanted to talk about the college guys. Let's bring him up, Mr. Brady Shea, who Brady I really Shea. like. I yeah. love Brady Shea. What's your take on him? Well, I, I think he's got a shot that's a cannon. Wow. Saw the shot. He, he really is something. Uh, mostly a defensive guy, uh, but he certainly can shoot from the point. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm hoping he's going to get some more uh, quality ice time this year. Uh, we'll see what happens. Well, I hope he makes the World Juniors first because I think he got he got stiffed out of that last year, as far as I'm concerned. But well, uh, I think there were a lot. He had a lot of competition, so you know, I, I'm pretty sure he'll get a really good luck this year. So Brady Shea, uh, uh, Jim's favorite uh, player, Cristobal Boo Nieves or Neves. I don't know what they're calling him this week. There's another guy. I don't know. I, I call him Nieves, but other people have called him Neves. I, I don't know. Well, call him Boo. We uh, call him Boo on this show. Boo is uh, – I love Boo. I really do. You love I, Boo. I, I, mean, I love Boo. He, I saw him at development camp last year, and the guy just – worked and worked he crashed the net he had good hands he did whatever was asked of him he just was something and then he went and he had a tremendous season on a UK team but he just really is something else he just keeps taking it to another level and that's that impresses me and I believe it impresses the Rangers too this yeah, kid is, a- is something special yeah, I watched him a couple of games. I was impressed, and that team wasn't all that good, and he, he kind of stood out. So that's a good well, guy. I don't know anything about is Stephen Fogarty. I have no yeah, I don't clue know what too this much guy's... either. Uh, he seems to be uh... now. If you don't know, then nobody knows. Well, that's not true. I mean, there, there may be people who see Notre Dame play a lot, and he didn't get that much ice time, and he, you know, he's. He's a project, a real project. Uh, needs to learn both ends of the ice, uh, work on skating. Uh, there's a lot he needs to do, work on seeing the game properly. You know, there's, there's a lot. Uh, but he, he's a project, and he has skill. We'll see what happens. Okay. So, uh, I, 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 you know, that's my mantra. We'll, we'll see what happens. Right. I mean, it takes... 
you know, like you said, it takes quite a few years for these guys to develop. I mean, especially, you know, like the Rangers drafted, you had three third-round picks. You don't get the, that immediate gratification that you would get from a first-round pick, you know, in the top five that makes the team. I mean, it's, it's a long process. Well, you should be grateful of that because that means the team's doing well. Right. Right? I mean, unless yeah. there's going to be some major trade that brings the team uh, some top draft pick, uh, by not being in the top 10 or even the top 15, you're doing well. So, um, well, Charles, you know, I, I'm, I'm just upset with, the, you know, the, the situation with Gabrick and, and what happened there. That, that to me was Oh, that was nonsense. Awful. That was that awful. Was nonsense. Yeah, you know, I mean, here you get a guy who got 40 goals on the right wing. You start him on the left wing and at a position, uh, you know, you basically put him in the doghouse, and it came between coach and player, and as you know, the coach is going to win. And then when the coach doesn't succeed, despite his axe to grind, which he had against Gabrick, and this is, of course, my opinion, uh, you wind up with the coach being uh, elsewhere, and now Marion Gabrick's on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Well, I, I think Marion Gabrick may be out of the league. It's possible that that he won't be playing in this. Really, game. you're you're hearing yeah, that? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. It. What possible. what what's the scenario? Well, I, you know, he could go back to Europe. Hmm. That's a possibility. I'm not sure, but we'll, you know. That that could happen. Are you that breaking a story here? Uh, no, I'm not breaking a story. I'm are you breaking a story? I can't quote you on that? No, don't quote. Well, I said could. Okay, good. I'm only kidding, Leslie. Trust no, me, no, 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 no. no one well, what I'm to saying me. to you is it's possible that, you know, the, the, the situation with Gabrick could be, you know, just a real tragedy. Yeah. yeah. I certainly think so, because now the Rangers are going to have to look... Well, I don't want to even get into that. But uh, Well, yeah, how, it, how, it's just it makes me very unhappy. That 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 really was unfortunate. The, yes. Uh, what about the Rangers' past draft? Well, I mentioned the three picks. Uh, we had uh, Adam Tambellini. Yeah. And, uh, the kid that I'm most interested in is, uh, is the Russian kid, uh, Huknevich who was uh, just really, I, I, I believe, has top six talent. And Uh-oh. Rob, Wait a minute. Leslie never, go, Leslie never goes top six talent. Yeah, so now, now I'm, I'm definitely going to – usually you say it's going to be a third or fourth line. He has top six talent. All well, right. I think he does. I think he has great hands, and he can skate, and, you know, he's uh, – He's really he can see the game very well. You know, he's he's going to need a couple of years in Europe at least. Uh but he was he's was a very good pick and I know the Rangers were really high on him. I know Gordy was really really high on him. He'd seen him in the under 18s. Uh, he'd seen him in uh St. Petersburg the year before. Uh he he's he's quite something. So, and he dropped uh partly because people didn't know him, partly because of the, the fact that he's committed. He's got a contract for two more years. 
in Russia. So we'll see what happens with him. But uh, I'm very high on him. Uh, You know, and and I think he would have gotten picked higher if, uh, I I believe they probably would have taken him with the the first pick, which was 65, but they really felt that he was still going to be there, and they were right. So they got Adam Tambellini in in between. Do you think it ever entered the Rangers' mind to pop, uh, maybe move up in the draft because the draft was, you know, pretty deep? I think it entered their mind. I think it, it... couldn't be done without giving up a piece that was in their future plans. And because there's so many ifs right now, who who would they give up? You know, they may be giving up the person, the one person who's going to fit on the team. Right. So I, it's it's a it's a tough it's a tough situation right now because you just don't know who where everybody sits. Yeah, they're in, they're in a state of flux right now. We really don't know, you know, what combination is going to come out of it, and and what the coach is looking for. And a lot of times, Ranger fans do get very uneasy uh, when there is uh, questions. I mean, with John Tortorella, we, even though it was it was not the way we wanted to go, and uh, at least a lot of Ranger fans felt that way, especially the. Uh, the shortened season, and even before that. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we have a coach we're not kind of, we don't know, we're not familiar with, and uh, does he know what these players are all about? And uh, he will surely find out, you know, uh, you know what Carl Haglin is and, and this and that. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of questions. So There I, is uh, a lot of questions. I, I, yeah. I you know, we'll, we'll have to see what happens in the, in the fall, but, I don't. I, I think that was on their minds when they went to the table and when they took a look at who they would have to give up to move up. Right. And I, it, they just might not have seen that it. They thought that it was worth it to now, make a make a trade. Is there a guy or a player in the um, in, since the Gordy Clark took over that kind of exceeded what you thought he was going to be? Is there, is there a, a player that you could think well, of? Well, certainly Hagelin. Mm-hmm. Hagelin was projected to be a third-line player at best. Um, he had good speed, yeah, uh, maybe even a penalty kill specialist at the time when he was going to come out. Uh, they were talking about him being on the wing on third or fourth line, you know, penalty kill uh Surrounded maybe by uh, Dale Weiss and uh, you know I, I can't even remember it. And, and the and the guy the kid they traded to Calgary um, for Erickson I can't remember his name. He's actually um, that Dane Byers. Was it no, Byers? No, 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 uh, no, no. Um, he was a uh, Euro kid, a European kid. Oh, Roman Horak. That's him. That's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and um, I'm sorry. I was saying the memory on Eddie, like a yeah. Like well, you know, uh, we 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 were uh, there, there were a lot of fans who were very unhappy with this hard trade thing, because uh, Horik always starts the season like gangbusters. And, uh, you and know, but the all... fact is, is that yeah, the fact is he's basically a borderline NHLer, and so um, you know. I, I think that was a, a good trade, and 
the Rangers basically got uh, used used Erickson as a as part of the. And, and that was Nash, right? so, I I always liked Tim Erickson. Uh, I, I okay. thought he, but John. Oh, I almost said his name. Said he never saw anything special from him, and I just didn't get it. I think the guy's going to be a decent NHL defenseman. I mean, I think he will too, but I think John Moore will be also. And um, so, if if you do a trade that way, I would think I would prefer Moore over Erickson. Okay, so the Rangers got the better of that, at least that part of the deal. Well, you know, I think uh, so. I think so. I, I can't be sure, but I'm not sure well, I, how long it will take Erickson to develop. I have, you know, I am on the pulse of the New York Ranger fan, and and the two guys that are the most excited about you, I mean, you can't say, John Moore is one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. There are a lot of fans of John Moore, and another guy that I think everybody should just tread a little bit lightly with is Derek Broussard. Uh We had a guest mm-hmm. on yesterday, Russ Cohen, and who and I kind of agree. He's not as good as he was last year. He's somewhere in the middle, but I don't know. Maybe a change of scenery has changed the guy. I don't know. But uh, they also brought Scott Arneal in as assistant coach, who he's had right. problems with in the past. So I don't know. I mean, I, you, you could see. But those two guys, those two guys that they got in the Columbus deal have, have kind of excited the base of the Ranger fan. And I think more, he played admirably. A lot of people compare him, or at least physically, to Ryan McDonough, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, he looked good at, at times. I, you know, I, I thought he played well. He played well. So. I think he uh, played well for his age and experience level. Put on a new team. I thought he did a good job. As far as Broussard goes, I think uh-oh. Broussard needs a certain type of pampering, and I'm not sure he's going to get it. So he needs to be like, the guy. Hmm. I said, really? He's a high maintenance guy. You think a higher maintenance guy? Uh, from what I remember from juniors, yes. Okay. That's... We'll see if he gets it. He he was sort of the go-to guy in the playoffs, and he he raised his game. Mm-hmm. We'll see if that continues. It's possible. I mean, I I don't know that I would call him high maintenance, but if he's considered one of the top players and treated as such, then he usually steps up and performs. So as soon as you put Broussard in the doghouse, he doesn't respond in the same way that you may hope. Right. It's just a personality issue. You know, some people respond to that. Some people do worse. Uh, in my experience, from what I remember, Broussard, if you put him in the doghouse, he doesn't do better. So, okay. I, I don't, I, and I wouldn't call that high maintenance. I would just say. I said, a little, I said higher maintenance person, than perhaps. Uh, well, I just think that that's it's just a personality where some people respond one way and some people respond another. I think if he's considered one of the top players on the team, that he will continue to perform like one. Well, that's good because I think the Rangers will depend on him, especially if Brad Richards doesn't rebound. Uh, they're certainly going to need him, you know. Yeah. And, uh, where, 
Where are you on on the, the whole Brad Richards uh, not being bought out and 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 uh, playing? Do you think he's done or he's still got some uh, gas? I think he has some left, but I, I, I don't, how do you rebound skating? I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know how you do that. Uh, I, I hope his skating will improve. I saw skating issues. So if yes, he can't skate the same way as he once did, I, I don't know how you rebound from that. But and he wasn't he, that he swift can. to begin with. He wasn't that swift to begin with. That's the problem. He yeah, wasn't the I, I don't know. Maybe he can make up for it in other ways. Maybe they can work with him. I, I, I just don't know how that happens. In one year. But they have another opportunity to... to, to to buy him out, so they're giving him a shot. Maybe they should call Barbara Underhill, Jim. You may have to send out the uh, the beacon uh, to her. I think they're she, to get, I there think to get their money back for Brian Boyle. Uh, well, I think she's been to several teams since. Uh, I know wow. she was with Toronto for a bit, and uh, I don't know where she is now. But Barb Underhill, uh, responsible for what uh, Brian Boyle's 15 goal season. Three years ago, yes. Two more guys, and then we'll just uh, we'll wrap it up with the goaltenders. I'm hearing good things about Samuel Nero, defenseman. I think his brother played with the Wild or was drafted with the Wild. What are you hearing about Samuel? Well, he's better. (laughs) Uh, That's that's what I hear. He is learning the game. He has a long way to go, and that he's. He's made significant improvement. He's got great size, and he had a long way to go when he was drafted. And he's made sufficient strides that they signed him to an entry-level contract, and we'll see what happens. He He's not uh, one of the top prospects, so we'll put it that way. Uh, Michael St. Croix or St. Croix? Well... Like- I, I know the fan base is very high on him. I think he's uh, basically a, a third-line guy, maybe, you know, with a little bit more upside. Uh, I, I would love to be proven wrong. But I really see that there are quite a number of forwards that are in the organization that would be uh, that I expect more from offensively. Yeah, it's it's tough. I, I I heard the knock on him uh, from some other experts is that he's not really great on the defensive side of the puck and uh, probably won't fly. And, and a lot of times these these guys score tremendous amounts of goals and you know whatever hockey league they are and it's you know depends on who they're playing with. They get a power play time all the time and they, you know they pad their stats a little bit, but it doesn't mean like they're going to become uh, goal scorers in the NHL. Yeah, um, I don't think that that that's going to be his forte. So the question is, can he he play a good enough defensive game to really make him very valuable? We're, we're going to have to wait and see whether he he really can do that, whether his skating and his decision-making are sufficient to be able to do it. We'll see. Uh, now, I don't know if this guy got traded in the – Kyle Jean, is he still on the team? No, he's still, he's still on the team. I was impressed he, by him. I watched I – watched, I liked him. I liked him, too. The the problem with him was that he had a a great beginning of the season and just about 
the the time where he when he played as many games as he had in college previously, he dropped off significantly and basically dropped off the edge of the earth. Um, he was not effective toward the end of the year. So the question is, can he play a full season? Okay, so we'll uh, keep our eye on him. I think we've hit everybody in the organization that I wanted to hit, except for the goaltending. Now, we mentioned Scott Stager. Uh, the only guy really that I think we're looking at maybe backing up Henrik Lundqvist one of these years would be Cam Talbot. What, what have you seen from him, and you think he can be counted on as a reliable backup? And I'm going to ask you a further question. Do you think the Rangers should address their goaltending situation Sometime during the, I know they drafted a goalie in this last draft, but uh, well, uh, are they yeah. going to have to try to find the heir apparent? I mean, the decade usually this goes in decades. Uh, like our, the guest we had on yesterday, Russ Cohen said, Rangers get a good goalie every decade. Well, Henrik, you know, it's time he's he's, get, he's getting old. Well, he started in two thousand five, so uh, you know, uh, first first you got to get him resigned. Um, second, you you got to. Um, you know, you, ha- you have to start thinking about it. I think they were thinking about it last year. I know that they wanted Vishnovsky, um, Vishnevsky, whatever. What, what, I, I can't even pronounce the name. Uh, Andre, the goaltender that was taken 20th overall in, in last year's draft. And they tried to move up. And um, they they weren't able to do it. And I know they were very high on the goaltender, and they, they really wanted him, and it just couldn't be done. He would have been the heir apparent. Uh, he would have been a, a, a potential uh, top, you know, first-string goaltender. I don't think Cam Talbot is that guy. I think he will be a uh, will get a shot at backing up after Biron's contract is over. But I do think that they have to start thinking about uh, either drafting or think about uh, acquiring in some way um, as a free agent or by trade, uh, an heir apparent. And there's lots of them out there. So, But I don't know that it will be done this year. It may be toward the end of the year, you know, toward the, right before the trade deadline is a possibility because the Rangers have a lot of pieces and they're not all going to be able to stay with the team. So they may have some parts that other teams will need and maybe maybe the the trade deadline next, this time, next year is the time to... Uh, to start thinking about that. But it's definitely okay. time to to start either drafting or acquiring someone. Okay. Now, Leslie, my last question, because we've kept you almost yeah. an hour, which I, I thank you so much for. Me and Jim are... That's, that's listen, uh, I, I can't get enough of the information. I guess... I, Overall, because I've seen this, you know, all over the internet. A lot of people are like, well, Gordy Clark hasn't done anything for the Rangers. Who is who is he really drafted that's made an impact? And I'm always at odds with these people because a lot of people don't remember what it was before. And I really feel like he has done a great job. Now, where would you say the Rangers before Gordy Clark, if you could scale it on a one to ten, and where do you think? They are now, as far as the job he has done drafting. I know you work with the guy and, and talk with him, so uh, I mean, you know. Well, but, he's a personal friend, so I don't. Want, 
All right, okay. Probably not the one to ask. So, you know, I I think he he's he's done a great job with this. I think that um, it it his his strength really is more the not the first round kids. It's the second round finding those gems like Stefan. Um, the, these guys in in the lower rounds and the later rounds, that's where his talent really is, has come out. And, and I think he's done a great job with that. Think about how many lower round guys there are that are considered reasonably decent prospects or even are playing with the team when normally the chances of a third to fourth round player ever making the NHL are only about 25%. So think about how many later round guys he's gotten that are decent prospects. And and, yet, and not necessarily played for the Rangers, but just played for NHL teams that, that's, that's that even correct. saw the NHL. I that's mean, correct. he has a high degree of success. Uh, you know, you, you can't argue with that. But you know, Well, I don't some know. people are, but, uh, you know, I, I think he's done an excellent job. Uh, I think so. Too. You know, I, I, as a long-time suffering Ranger fan, I have never been as energized, and, and it's come to the more for, to the forefront more with the internet and everything like that. But uh, I've been energized the hope that there are there is guys coming in, and like you said, a lot of parts, but there's a lot of them are promising parts. You know, it kind of it adds it adds a little bit more to me as a fan to know mm-hmm. about this stuff, you know. So, you know, it's, see, you know, it, it always springs eternal when they get a new draft pick and I, oh, well, they got to look into this guy and, oh, maybe this guy could turn. And I've seen it happen with Derek Stepan. I mean, uh, you know, it, it took a while, but it, this is what happened. It takes a while. I think people get impatient. Uh, the right. normal fan is very impatient and wants things now. And uh, especially with Ranger friends, me and Jim deal with it daily on the front lines is this uh this uh it's kind of like a uh i don't know it's like people feel like the rangers will always be hopeless and that they've always are going to be the team that you know this is the rangers luck it's a very negative atmosphere and i have i'm totally the other way in, in most points i i you know, listen I, I don't take it that serious where i'm going to jump off a bridge if the rangers lose but right. i enjoy I just enjoy the whole game now. I enjoy the 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 the, the prospect part of it. I enjoy, I enjoy seeing the young guys come up, and uh, so that, that that's why I enjoy having you on. And I, I want to thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I, I, let me just finish with saying this: that the team I see that's being put into place has the potential to be the best team since 1994, the 93-94 season. Whether it comes to fruition this year or it takes a few more years, there's something happening now that wasn't happening three or four years ago. And, you know, fans should really be taking a look and saying, wow, you know, there are so many pieces here that could be making the team. If half those guys come through, you've got a great team. You may not have it this year, but within a couple of years, the future is just really bright. 
And that's throughout the lineup. So through the whole roster. Of course, it's going to depend some on Stahl and making sure that he comes back. But, but you know, it's really looking good. So that's, that's great. That, I'll leave you with that. That that's fantastic. Cause you put a smile on my face, and uh, I think even Jim's excited. Jim, you still there? Or uh... I am excited. Are you shooting yeah, off yeah, fireworks? I'm, take, I'm taking it. No, it sounds like is that the construction going on at your house back there? Yeah, somewhat. It's, uh, it's, well, well, you know, I, and you also have to know that, and you know me long enough to know that I, I don't over. No, uh, no, I know you, these guys. No, so, you you had your bets, and you're very, uh, you know, you 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 know, you, I'm conservative you don't, about this. Right, you're very I conservative. Really you don't want I really think that something's in the works here that's very, very good. <laughs> I okay. Love it. All right, Leslie, thank you so much for being with us. I mean, I can't sure. thank you enough. Thanks, thank Leslie. You okay. me. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye now. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Jimmy, my boy, you heard her. The future's so bright, I got to wear shades. Yep. Well, you sound a little bit like, you know, you, oh, you are buying it. <laughs> uh, I got to sure. tell you. I'm telling you, I love it. I knew it. I knew it. I was looking at all these pieces, and I'm saying, no, listen, we got a lot of prospects. So you heard it. I don't want to hear any of you negative Nellies telling me, oh, Gordy Clark hasn't done anything. He's done a lot. I mean, I, the only thing I didn't get a chance to ask, and I think we all know the answer to this, was, you know, was, you know with, with uh, the previous coach, did you kind of give up on like you know some of the more higher end guys because they would never get a chance to play you know as far as far as skill goes, right? But uh, so, uh, are we getting any phone calls? You want to put these guys on and we'll blaze out of here? Well, I have actually got to Mambo. It is dinner time. I'm okay. Going, taking taking the fam out to dinner. So uh, if you want, nice. to where go are you ahead going? Can, uh, just across the street to the club. Uh, if you guys want, if you guys want to continue, yeah, the club I belong to. You belong to a club? Yeah, you, you don't, you, you, you don't read my, you don't follow me on Facebook I at do. all, I do you? Just, I do. I just want you to describe it so I can make fun of it. Oh, <laughs> all right. You to the Raccoon Club? What are you? Uh, you and Jackie well, Gleason there? Uh, the Water I'm, Buffalo Club with Fred Flintstone? It's the water. It's the Water Buffaloes. Yeah, that's. I like that's the one I the analogy I usually use. Raccoon <laughs> Lodge, yeah. Water Buffaloes, the Shriners. <laughs> All right, you Mambo and that, you know. Uh, yeah, we're gonna take the take the, take the girls to eat. So. Oh, that's nice. So I will give you the key. It's all yours. Take it away. Take care, Jim. I'll Love. talk to you later. All right, well, it's just me now. Jimbo is uh, taking off. He's with the fam, as he says. Uh, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hear from him next week when we talk. Uh, let's go. I think we got Rock on the phone. I'm going to get right to Rock because he got cut off last time. Rock, is that you? Yes, it is. How are you? How good? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Rock is uh, the – Yes. I just want to say, what Leslie Treff said there, didn't it warm the cockles of your heart to hear yes, the future is that bright? Yes, it did. I mean, she uh, the thing that warmed my heart the most was she thought the Russian hockey player was top six talent, which uh, everyone else seemed to uh, 
to put aside. So uh, that in itself really uh, made my night. So I'm, uh, I'm yeah. happy. And I thought she was fantastic. She uh, she was very eloquent with what she said, and, and she painted a nice picture of, of the prospects. She didn't make it seem like every guy was going to make the NHL, nor did she make it seem like they all stunk. So um, right. she was very, uh, I think, very objective with her assessment of uh, of all the prospects. So uh, I, I think she did a fantastic job. So good for her. Now, I know you're a cap guy. I know you're yes. all about the cap. Can you mm-hmm. explain the Zuccarello uh, uh, situation now? Is if the he turns down the Rangers' offer? Mm-hmm. What happens? Well, they say well, the arbitrator lowballs him, okay, and he doesn't uh, like the offer. Does he have any say I in don't, this? So since since he elected for arbitration, I think he has to take whatever they whatever they uh, they they make it. I don't mm-hmm. think he can walk away. I don't think that's part of the CBI. I mean, I don't know for hundred percent sure, but he's the one that elected for arbitration, so I'm assuming the Rangers could walk away. The Rangers could walk away and uh, and not, you know, obviously pay him if, if it's something outlandish. And, and they've done that. They've walked away from Nick Jordan arbitration uh, award a few years ago. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what he's looking for. I mean, you know, he, he, he ran over to Russia. I thought he had a fantastic playoff. I thought he played really well. You know, you just see his vision on the ice and, and, and some of the passes that, that, that the kid makes. Uh, he's a very talented guy. I don't know what he wants. And we, yeah. we know that say does not, you know, he does, you know, McDonough and Stoll, like I mentioned a couple of nights ago, that's an anomaly. I mean, most, most players get that two-year bridge contract. So, I mean, right. it's going to be very curious to see what, he, what he's going to get. And I, I really think that he should just suck it up, take whatever the Rangers are offering him as long as, you know, it's reasonable, and, and try to prove himself this year and try to make himself, uh, you know, so, some money. And we see that the Rangers win – a player plays well, they reward them, especially their younger guys. When they did it with Girardi, they, they did it with a lot of these guys. But you got to earn it, and, and that's what the big thing is. And, and, and you know, right. and the I, the, the only thing I heard about Zuccarello, that the Rangers can only walk away, according to the new CBA, is if he's awarded $3.5 million or more, which right. we know he's not going to be awarded that no. much money. So it looks like Zuccarello will be part of the Rangers next year, win, lose, or draw. And now right. all we have to do is ink, ink Stepan, and then we're, we're good to go. Agreed. You know, I, I don't even know what he's going to get. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny, though, because you, you say to yourself, Stefan was probably the most consistent forward last year. He had, was on pace to score 30 goals, you know, in a normal, in a normal season. And you're going to give him a two-year bridge contract, which you gave similar to what Delgado did. You know, did McDonough, was McDonough that much? It, I know he's more important, and everyone wants to. You have to build around defense, and, and we all know that. But, you know, it's almost like a smack in the face. You're going to go out, you're going go to go to the, to, the, uh, to the limits for McDonough and give him right. a six-year contract at, at almost $5 million, but now i got to take a two-year bridge contract? You know, I, I mean, but that's just the way he operates. So I'm very curious. I'm going to be very curious to see what kind of contract he winds up getting. And, you know, um, Russ, Russ made a great point last night. You're going to see two or three of these guys, these, these middle-of-the-road guys, whether it's Powell, Asham, Boyle, Pyatt, they're going to have to clean house. They're going to have to get rid of some of these, these dudes because they, they just have too many forwards now. Yeah, they, they seem like they have way too many bodies. They have to, you know, 
make room. I was shocked that Leslie thinks that Justin Falk is going to be around. I know Eminger and Gilroy. Gilroy's now with the Panthers. Right. He'll sorely he'll be sorely missed. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I. I really didn't think Justin Falk. I thought he was more of a, a depth signing. I guess a seventh defenseman. I mean, I, I don't know how that that number six position. Well, I guess with Stall back, you have Stall and Strawman, probably McDonough and Girardi, and then Moore. And uh, who else would be the, the sixth Del defenseman? Delzato. So you're saying Justin Falk's going to be the seventh? I don't know. Justin Maybe Falk I guess. Maybe the seventh, and that other dude, Aaron Johnson, who I really don't know a lot about, um, is going to be the eighth Aaron, guy. Well, they got to show up that defense if Aaron Johnson's the eighth. I think I, he was I basically believe, signed because Rick Nash's best friend. Yeah, that's what I yeah, heard. We see, that, we see that every year. Everyone, need, everyone needs a. Everyone, all these superstars need need their their buddies beside them. Whether it was <laughs> Yaga with Yaga with Straka. Or uh, you know uh, Boros and Gabrick uh, uh, with Bugard and you know I mean you name it these guys all these superstars need to be coddled by by some uh, some fourth line scrub or or, or uh, sixth defenseman you know but uh, you know you know I think the one guy that I think if he had a relatively good year that I could see getting traded whether it's at the trade deadline or in the next off season is Delgado I think that. Um, with all the unrestricted and restricted free agents they have coming up next season, with Callahan and with Girardi and with Lundqvist, especially with those three guys, that yeah. Delzato might be expendable. You know, especially if John Moore has a has a pretty decent year, and and hopefully Macaulay can, you know, maybe work his way into the you know even a fifth or sixth defenseman for this team. I could see them maybe using Delzato as some some kind of chip to see their move. But the thing, too, with the, with the salary cap, the way it is, I mean, no one has money. You know, as you can tell, there's a lot of free agents still out there. A lot of guys that you thought would, would have been signed on July 1 or July 5 this year. Um, there's a lot of money. And, and now still out there. There's a lot of free agents yeah. out there with not a lot of money. And not a lot of teams have money. It's going to be a very interesting season because, you know, the trade deadline comes. You're going to be trading. There's going to be a lot of trade. You know, trading cash for cash and, and whatever it is. But... Uh, I thought Sander did. A, when we talked about the other night, I thought Sander did a, a pretty decent job this year, not giving team players more than a one-year contract. And I think that's the biggest thing that this team needs to do. Is these these depth guys need to earn a longer-term deal. Exactly. I mean, the Devils have the Devils have done it with Ryan Carter, with Steve Bernier, you know, other teams. You know, Dan Paye. You know, you name it. They have to earn their long-term contract. You know, I mean, they've been burned so many times with these long-term contracts that, you know, I think that he did the right thing. And hopefully, if these guys don't pan out, goodbye. Because it's usually every year, you know, whether you know whether it's Rupp or, or, or Bugard or now Aaron Asham, if he's tight, when you deal, then it'll work out. You can't give a third, for, a fourth line, a three-year deal. It's just ridiculous. A multi-year deal, I think your, your head's on about the the short term deals for sure uh, when you add those players but I think they're so desperate because I've always said this and I'll say it till uh, Glenn Taylor proves me wrong is the nuance escapes this man he can't find those players for the third and fourth line that can actually score and actually have energy and can be semi physical when it needs to be he just mm-hmm. 
he, he just can't do it. And I think he's so desperate to sign these guys, he throws three years at them to get them to come here. And then, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're, they know that they're getting a bargain when they get a three-year deal. I mean, you're right. I think that's the direction they need to go. Until we start bringing these guys up, maybe an Oscar Lindbergh, that they're our fourth-line guys, and they're guys in the minors, you know what I'm saying, uh, third and fourth-line guys that come up through the system. So uh, uh, that's that. I, I think uh, they gave the Haglin deal. I have no problem with that kind of money. Uh, I agree. You know, uh, two years. I think as far as what you said about Delzato, not only is it it may make financial sense for the Rangers to move Delzato uh, and, and uh, to so free up some cash for next year when they have got to sign Lundqvist and Girardi and McCallaghan, but. This is the year of no excuses for Michael Delzato. I don't want to hear it's Tortorella keeping him back. I don't want to hear that he's afraid to make a mistake because Tortorella, he has to prove. And we, me and you threw the gauntlet at Derek Stefan last year, uh-huh. and he came through and he did what he was supposed to do. He even improved a little bit on the faceoffs. He, uh-huh. he certainly he became that uh, the player we thought he was going to be. I'm throwing down the gauntlet for Michael Delzato. Is he going to step up to the plate and be that power play quarterback that we've seen glimpses of? But, uh, you know, and he, I, I don't think he's that great of a defenseman. I find that he's out of position a lot. I, I don't know why the guy can't just body check a guy. He looks like he's molesting the guy on the boards. So I don't know. He just can't hit him. He's like groping him, frisking him. I don't know what he's doing. But, uh I think it's for him, as far as his his range of career goes. I think time to shit or get off the pot with this guy. I mean, I don't want to hear he's twenty two. Blah 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 blah. I'm sick of that. I've seen the you know. I don't care if he. We'll be here at twenty eight. Oh, he's still young. He's still young. You know, growing into his body like Matt Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I agree with you completely. I I think that. Uh, I mean, we have seen it where defensemen do take longer to mature, but the offensive defense is a little bit of a different, a little bit different animal. Cam Fowler jumped right into the league and, and started scoring. Uh, I think Delzato's got some tricks, but he, his mental game is not the greatest. He's still doing that stretch pass, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, he's if, a little bit If you bit look at their ridiculous. power play, his outlet pass is the same thing every single time. They go up the left side, they go up the left side, they go up the left side. Now, I don't know if that's a product of, of the, the gentleman that you don't want me to mention his name of, or <laughs> if, 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 it's, uh, if, if it's the, uh, you know, if it's just the way he style it. But he's the one guy I think that, that he's the key guy we, that needs to be focused on. Of the young players this year, um, younger players this year, he is now the guy that needs to really step up his game, plain and simple. And if he does, that's a boon for the Rangers because – they're not expecting that. Everybody's thinking that they should go after an offensive defenseman. If he could turn into that, I'll be on his bandwagon. I want that to happen. I don't root for people to fail. I mean, I'm not one of these fans that wants, you know, gets an opinion no and then, it's, you know, if he can mature and get his offensive game, I could live with some of the defensive miscues. I could live with that. I, I mean, you Leach know. wasn't the greatest defensive defenseman. I mean, no, Anders Ozilich in his, in his prime – wasn't the greatest offensive defense, uh, wasn't the greatest defensive player. I don't think he. I mean, you 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 can you can name like thousands of guys. He just happened to be on my mind. I don't know why. I think what Brian uh, Leach was, Brian Leach about his defensive play, and uh, obviously he wasn't very physical. He wasn't a guy, but he positioning 
and his quickness with his stick is just unbelievable. It was out of plus the was, world. Plus, he was a fantastic skater. I mean, yes, you know, he he was a, a magnificent skater. I mean, I, he was Paul Coffey. I mean, he was amazing, amazing speed. So he's a different breed. But my point, I guess, my biggest thing right now is. Like you said, I mean, if Delgado has a great year, you eat two, one or two things. Either he, he gets his trade value up or you make a decision. You know what, now, now it's, we've had enough now. Now it's time to move forward. I think the Rangers' biggest need on the point is a guy that can blast the puck. To me, the guy with the best shot on, on the defense is Anton Stroman. And on yeah. that defense, with the guys that you have there, that shouldn't be the case. He shouldn't be your yeah. best defender with your best yeah. shot. It's pretty sad. I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, it, it is pretty sad. And they you just know. can't get shots through from the point. They cannot get shots through from the point. It's amazing. I, I, you watch it, everything gets blocked in front of the net. They can't use defensemen, cannot get shots through the point. So, to me, if they're going to go out and get anybody, any type of defenseman, or they're going to trade Delgado, they need to find a guy that can blast the puck, plain and simple. That's why I think they, they missed the boat when the Islanders got Fishnovsky. I really thought the Rangers should have tried to get him. <laughs> Because I thought that was a guy who shoots the puck. He's good on the power play. They kind of needed that type of guy. But who knows? With a different system, a different way of coaching, maybe, you know. But you're right. They're missing that big, heavy shot uh, from the point. And that's why I never got why they, they put forwards on the point. I mean, Rick Nash, I didn't understand that. I mean, the guy is, is great down low, and they got him at the point as a distributor. Remember they had Ruchinski at the point back in the day? They come yeah, out the last yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, they had uh, uh, they had Ole Jokic in back there. I mean, it's Ole Jokic in his first game. I went to Ole Jokic's first game. His first game, he gave him a short-handed goal, right? Yeah, he's <laughs> playing the point. How do they go? Oh, it's just ridiculous. They, they, so. you, you can't do that. I, I'm trying to think of a forward that plays the point on the power play that you could say, oh, all right, well, you know what? I mean, I guess Matthew Ovechkin. Maybe you get away with that because he's, he's really fast. And he has a fantastic shot. But yep. And maybe Stamkos. Right, Stamkos. But other than that, I mean, you're talking about two guys who probably have two of the best shots in hockey. The Rangers don't have any of those guys. They don't have anyone who can really shoot the puck with the exception of Nash. And Nash doesn't have a great slap shot. He has a great wrist shot. So right. he's not a, a one-timer type of player. Shanahan. Remember when the Rangers had Shanahan on the on the point or on the power play? Yes. Or Yaga? It was automatic. This five yeah, on threes, was... when they had those two dudes at the point on a five on three, it was over. You knew they were scoring when they had those two guys back there. They need a guy that can shoot the puck off the pass. That's it. Well, well a lot of Rangers fans are clamoring for Yager. Well, I don't know. I, I don't think I want to go down that road now. I, but uh... I have a soft spot in my heart for Yager. He's one of my favorite players. If they can fit him in, if they can fit him in. To the to the to the cap, I think he's a good third line guy and he can help the power play. But to me, he's more of a guy you would add at the trade deadline to get you over the top. That I mean, that that's how I look at it. Right. I don't know. All right, Rock. All uh, right. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Uh, again, uh, the callers are so good. Dude. You guys all could like fill in as co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> really, I feel like we just talk. But uh, did you get season tickets? Are you going to get season tickets? Or oh, yeah. Go yeah, yeah, yeah. They sucked me in. My, my tickets went up, again, another $3 a seat. They're, uh, when I first got them, my seats were twenty two fifty. They're now $56. Oh, so I have my seats close to close to 10 years now, nine years, nine, ten years now. So 
Yeah, they'll get me. Hockey, like like you said, you said it to Leslie. It's my That's favorite it. sport. It, it, it's no nothing else compares. I could, I wish hockey was twelve months a year because it would be, I'd be in my glory. I'm addicted you know? to it. I'll be for. You know, when I during the off season, I watch old games from the seventies that I have that you know that yeah. I have like footage. Of. I watch the old games and I, I just can't. I love Ranger hockey. Yeah. All right. The, the last thing before I forget: Tukarask, eight years, seven million dollars. Lundqvist has to get ten million a year now. Who got seven million? Tukarask, eight years, seven million dollars a year. That is wow. absurd amount of money for that guy. I'm sorry. And all of these GMs constantly shoot themselves in the foot, giving these guys ridiculous contracts. And well, now the Rangers are going to pay through the nose for Lundqvist. But I'll leave you with that. Well, that lockout was really worth it, i got to tell you. <laughs> Eight years, $7 million a season. Wow. Yep. You know, it's a goalie, too. You don't know. I mean, you don't know. They're good. For a couple of years, you could be one of – what was the other goalie they had? Jim Carrey or Blaine Locker? You remember that guy? Blaine Locker, yeah. Blaine Locker. One good year, oh, and then you God. stink. Yeah. All right, Rob. Cool. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right. All right, thanks for calling. Yeah. Well, that ends another broadcast, another in the books three days in a row. Can you believe it, folks, uh, that uh, we have held this thing together for three consecutive days? Uh, I bring Stan in, but uh, me and Stan, have uh, we basically uh, have uh, talked the last two days. I don't think we have anything to talk about. And he's not going to find out about my bathroom. Just read Jim's Twitter if you want to find out about that. Well, I thank everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, catch us on Facebook, Blue Shirt Underground Radio, uh, JRS, uh, I mean, uh, Jim at Blue Shirt Radio. I think that's his tweet, me at uh, Eddie at Ranger Crisis, rangercrisis.com, the whole uh, kit and caboodle. We'll catch you later uh, next week, probably on a Wednesday night. Good night, everybody. <laughs>